Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenzie Gibbs, bringing you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode is brought to you by the great folks over at LinkedIn. They are the official college football recruiting sponsor across all of the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, y'all know how I get down. I am doing the matchups of position group by position group. And as always, we always start with the big boys. That's not changing this week. We're starting off talking about uh, the offensive and defensive lines of Syracuse, which honestly, I I kid you not, these are the most interesting uh, set of characters that I've done a deep dive and deep look at this year in terms of their on-field abilities, who they are as players, all that good stuff. This group is so interesting. they're, They're so very interesting. I've got to get into it. We're going to break down who's better, NC State's offensive and defensive line or um, Syracuse's offensive and defensive line. And, of course, they're going to be broken up, so it'll be who has the better offensive line, who has the better defensive line, all right? We're going to start off with offense. But, anywho, stick around for all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, when I look at these groups, I look at a sort of like, these two are a bit of polar opposites in that NC State's offensive line has been excellent in terms of pass blocking. We've 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 done that extremely well. Devin Leary hasn't had, although he did get hit and, and get hurt recently, he hasn't had a ton of pressure. He hasn't had to take a, a ton of hits all year. And at times it is our running game, particularly in in moments where we need to lean on guys and just get a few yards, which we did so well against Florida State at the end of the game there. Which is why, you know, like I said, when I told everybody we are one stop away from winning this game, everyone said, oh, no, they've got all three timeouts. We're going to need two stops. And I said, eh, I got a sneaky suspicion we'll be able to lean on this team. But anyway, we are that in terms of passing uh, against everybody except Clemson. With Again, it's a, it's a freak of nature D-line. You live with that. You go on. It is what it is. But against everybody else, we've looked good, to say the least. Uh, as far as passing goes, running the ball is a little bit different of a story. Running the ball is it's a little it's been a little tougher in terms of our offensive lines uh, blocking abilities. That's just what it is. That's just the reality of what it is. Part of it, I believe, is due to predictability. I believe it's due to running the ball every first down and all that. Part of it, I I just don't. There is not enough physical. There is not a physical enough disposition. There's not enough nastiness on that offensive line. Syracuse, however, is the exact opposite. When they want to run the ball, they can lean, they can open holes, they can do whatever they want to do in the running game. The passing game is where it's kind of surprising that Schrader has been putting up the numbers that he has, especially, excuse me, considering how that offensive line at times has like been really, really bad in, in guaranteed passing situations. But, the reality is because this team has been 
so excellent at running the ball, they don't end up in a lot of situations where it's just like third and nine, 10, 11, 12. You know, they don't end up in a lot of third and longs to where it's not obvious passing downs a lot. So there's my take there. But let's get into the individual players. This offensive line starts and ends with the big left tackle, Matthew Bergeron. He's probably going to be probably going to be a, a second, third round pick. Right now, people are projecting him towards the back of the third, maybe early fourth. I'm going to tell you, I think he's going to be a riser throughout the draft process. I think that he is going to be uh, the more film that that teams watch on him and the way that he's going to grade and test out. I think he's going to be a riser. I have a very strong suspicion Matthew Bergeron is going to be a riser, but he's been there for forever. He's the star of the show. He's he's got it all. He's a a big guy with a with nimble feet. He finishes blocks. He's aggressive. He does he does a lot of things well. So Matthew Bergeron, hey. You got to get a nod to him. I'll tell you what, if he played for NC State, he'd be the starter right away. He'd be the starter. And uh, with the sort of lackluster or disappointing start that Grant Gibson's gotten off to this season, he'd probably be our best offensive lineman right away. So Matthew Bergeron, left tackle uh, from Syracuse. That's a guy to look out for. Kalen Ellis is the left guard. Now, Kalen Ellis is the youngest of the group, being a sophomore, uh, but... He started a few games, I want to say five games as a freshman. So he he has a little bit of experience. But like I said, he's the youngest player on this offensive line. Everybody else, super experienced. Carlos Vettorello, he is also a Southeast Michigan guy. Grew up in Royal Oak. That's one of the suburbs, like 30 minutes or so outside of Detroit. So, yeah, shout out to him. But anyway, um, yeah, so he's he's played a bunch of games as well. He's He's played, he's seen a lot of time. Uh, as well. And he was on a Remington watch list. He's their center. He was on a Remington watch list, which is a watch list for the, or which is the award that is given to the best center annually. Uh, I believe that he was on it in 2020. So yeah, he's a, he's a baller in his own right as well. Uh, red shirt junior. So is Chris bleach, another red shirt junior um, who started a ton of games uh, last year as well. And then you go to Dakota Davis he is a guy with a ton of experience. He's played a lot of football for Syracuse. He, like all the other guys except Bergeron, have played a few different positions as well. All of these guys, this is a good unit. This is a good unit. This is a solid unit. This is an experienced unit. Again, I'm talking about one of these guys that they're the star of the show, and he's not the one that was up for an award. He was he was not the one that, you know, was considered to be um, worthy of, of looking at in terms of one of the best players of his position in the country. So this offensive line, again, very physical, very nasty. When they want those yards, it and of course, having Sean Tucker in the backfield helps. It always helps. You know what I mean? Having good players play with you never hurts. You never look at that and say, I want a worse running back to, to make us really work, to make us really have to open up. No, of course, Sean Tucker is, is you know, he, him being the guy back there helps. But that group right there, when it comes to pass blocking, I'm sorry, when it comes to run blocking, they're going to open those holes and creases against if you're an average or subpar defense, they're going to do so. They're going to find a way um, to open those holes. So this is a quality offensive line. But with that being said, when I look at offensive lines, if I were to ask, you know, who has the better unit? This is tough because part of me wants to give NC State a slight edge because of the talent that's come back and, and all that good stuff and what we heard about. Them. But the reality is 
what I've seen on tape this year, NC State looks the offensive line again looks great in pass protection. Looks really good. They they pick up blitz as well. They're again with Clemson being the aberration, and even really even against Clemson, the second half was the aberration because even in the first half they held up extremely well. So with that being said. Um, as much as I want to give this one to NC State's offensive line, I have to give it to Syracuse's offensive line. I have to give the S to Syracuse's offensive line. Let me tell you why. Yes, they're not great at pass blocking, but running the ball is what they want their identity to be, and this offensive line helps them establish that identity better than we are able to establish ours. And that's that's why I got to give Cuse the uh, edge there. I think that they have the better offensive line. And it's it's not a huge margin. It's not a not a a thing to where it's like, oh man, you know, there's no way under God's green earth that we have a better game than because again, when we look at our front seven, which I'm about to touch on the the three in the front right now, but when we look at our our front and when we look at our backers and all that, it would not be the craziest thing in the world to say that our offensive line would have the better game despite them being the better unit. Like that's just the reality of what we're looking at there. So we're going to discuss that. Um, we're going to discuss the defensive line and the defensive side of the ball when we get back and who's going to get the job done in that regard. But speaking of jobs, I got to tell you about LinkedIn uh, jobs. Trust me, these days, every new potential hire can feel like high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Trust me, all you got to do is is create a free and easy job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free. At LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So, folks, the next thing I want to get into is the defensive line. Okay. Now, while they go a 335 situation, a lot like, I mean, the exact same as we do, their defensive line is extremely peculiar. Much like their offensive line. Everybody on that offensive line, again, except Bergeron, has played multiple positions. I think maybe Vettorello didn't. I'm, I believe he did as well, though. I think he started some games at tackle and guard. But that's another story for another time. So the reality is, when I'm looking at the defensive line, okay, Caleb Okachukwu is a, a guy who can do a little bit of everything. He's the elder statesman in that. That unit, he's a fifth-year senior. Um, he leads, I believe he leads the team in sacks, and he brought a pick six against Purdue. A lot of these guys, you're going to see a common theme here about uh, how they played against Purdue because, honestly, the defensive line kind of single-handedly won this game uh, for, for um, Syracuse, even if we don't want to talk about it. Even if people want to look at, well, there was the penalties and all of the, the nonsense that – Purdue did to give the game away down the stretch. I am telling you, this game is not close. That game would not have been close had the defensive line not shown up to play in a massive way, a massive way. But anyway, 
Caleb Okachukwu is a, he's a he's a ball player. He's a big guy. He is a guy that again he does everything that that team needs him to do. He stops the run. He he is a pretty good pass rusher. Like I said, he is the uh, team leader in sacks with three. So this this is not a, a a guy that you're going to look at and say, well, we need to try him. It just it make the most sense for us to do so because it wouldn't. It honestly and truly would not. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's the first guy that I want to talk about off their defensive line. The next one is Steve Linden. Linton. I'm sorry, Steve Linton. Steve Linton is a guy very long. I want to say he's like six six or six four somewhere in there. But Steve Linton is a guy that um, he has kind of figured out how to use that freakish length and athleticism. He's kind of figuring out how to uh, properly use everything that works in his favor. Because while he's 6'6", he's only about 220 pounds. He's, and when I say 20, 220 pounds, I mean like soaking wet with cement shoes on possibly. That, that may be the case there, okay? That's, I'm just saying. Is that he's, he's not a very big guy, um, but he's got very long limbs, which is going to be kind of a common theme here. And he finds ways to get to the quarterback. He has two and a half sacks on a year. Now, granted, one and a half came against Wagner, but uh, I believe the other one came against Purdue as well. I'm not sure. But, yeah, Steve Linden is another guy that he gets the job done. He gets the job done. He does what needs to be done uh, for this for this Syracuse team. And so I'm, I'm never going to tell you that stats are everything for defensive linemen because they aren't, especially not in the 3-3-5. But the reality is – the reality of uh, what this what this team is or what they're going to be as far as the defensive line, he's a big part of it. He's definitely a big part of it. And anybody who tells you he isn't, they're lying to you. They're not telling you the truth. They're telling you a tall tale. They're selling you a, a, a fairy tale of something that you want to believe because in reality, like I said, he's a ball player. He's a guy that is is going to be or that has been uh, wildly impactful for this team so far. And so the other guy that he rotates in a lot with is Jadius Green um, or Greer, rather. I'm sorry. My handwriting is God awful. I am so sorry. I took notes, came prepared, all that good stuff. And voila, of course, I would have a situation where my horrible handwriting gets the best of me. But anyway, uh, the reality is Greer is another guy. He rotates in a lot with um, with Lord Jesus. Do, 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 do. Give me just a second. Anyway, Greer rotates in a lot with Linton. He is a guy that, another one of those guys, he's a ball player. He's a true freshman, I believe, as well. So he's not a guy that has been on campus for a very long time, but his impact is felt right away. I'm sorry, he's a redshirt freshman. Green's impact has been felt right away. And boy, do I tell you, Syracuse loves themselves some very, very long guys. He's another guy, 6'6", 230 pounds, he has very long arms and he knows how to use them. Remember when I said that these guys did a lot against Syracuse? I mean, against Purdue, he blocked the kick in that game. This is, again, a very active, very, very noticeable defensive line. Again, when you watch that Purdue game and when you see about hear about the things that they're doing on special teams, it's, it's a pretty big deal. And speaking of special teams, Kevin Darden, he is a guy that when you look at what he does for this team, he plays on kickoff, he plays nose guard. And I know what you're thinking. 
What type of nose guard also plays on kickoff? The 5'11", 260-pounders. And also, I think that 260 pounds is being generous. I think that that's a, you know, I said that, uh, I said that uh, I believe it was Greer, or no, no, I believe it was Linton with the the rocks in his pocket weighs that much. You might have to put on like a, a an entire, you know, you you would have to, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that Darden weighs anywhere near 266, but not only does he hold his own, he's very disruptive. Of course, at that size, you want a guy who's going to create disruption, a guy who's going to play with great leverage, which he does. Um, But he also plays on special teams, right? He plays on, I believe, kickoff and kick return, or at least he did last year. That is unheard of. That is just flatly unheard of. Um, And again, 266, a bit of an exaggeration, I believe. But he's very active, he has great hand placement, and he stays very low. I think this will be a very interesting challenge for Grant Gibson to see, um, you know, can he turn it around from what some of these early season struggles have been so far. Everybody beyond that has pretty much been depth players uh, so far this year, but those four are like the main four that, you know, they they make this thing kind of go. They're kind of the heart and the engine a little bit. So, when I talk about defensive lines, of course, when I look at our defensive line, it starts with, I mean, it's, it starts with Durden, but after Durden, there are so many really, really quality players. You've got, you've got Clark, you've got Harris, you've got just uh Davin van, you've got player on player on player. And so with that being said, I believe that that numbers advantage is what gives us the edge over this, um, over this Syracuse defensive line. Now I'm going to tell you, this Syracuse defensive line, again, just like I said about the offensive line situation, the way that they played against Purdue, they played out of their minds. Every time you looked up, uh, Darden had seven tackles against Purdue. That is extremely rare. You do not see nose tackles with seven tackles. Assisted, solo, doesn't matter. Seven tackles is seven tackles is seven tackles, which is very much so unheard of um, in in college football or in really any type of football that you're, you'll be hard pressed to see a nose guard doing that much affecting of the game. But with that being said, again, the numbers advantage is why I'm giving NC state uh, the, the advantage as far as defensive line goes, because I think that there's just more really, really good depth on this NC state team. I think that there's more guys who have played a lot of snaps who can who not only know this system, but who are going to have, I believe, a better chance of disrupting offenses. And it also helps that the linebackers, our linebackers are who they are because it kind of frees those guys up a little bit. But again, I think that this is a, this one is, is a situation where Syracuse's guys, extremely interesting, extremely interesting. Not saying that these guys are, are slouches or bums by any mind by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that the Wolfpack have a decided advantage in this, uh, in this arena. So I'm going to give the Wolfpack the nod here uh, as far as that goes. Now, let me talk to you all about Bill Bar before we get on out of here. If you haven't tried Bill Bar Puffs yet, you're depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Bill has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite cookie dough chunk puffs that have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're coming in 100% real chocolate. 
You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need a quick, to grab a quick bite to eat. Built is the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar. Dish the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a built bar. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKEDON15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your order. So we're about to land this thing. But again, I think that so far, coming into the season, I would have said NC State should have the better offensive line or will have the better offensive line. Syracuse's offensive line has been consistent. They've been consistent. Have they done everything perfectly? No. Have they done everything well? No. But they've been wildly consistent. Wildly consistent. Sure, they haven't played the same caliber of um, teams that we've played so far. Does not matter. Does not matter. Time is show improved. Defensive line-wise, I think we have a decided edge there because, again, while their guys are interesting, while they're like an island of misfit toys where you've got a nose tackle that's extremely undersized, and then you've got these ends that are super long and lanky, while I think they're good and while I think that they can develop into something uh, that is pretty good, I, I'd say that NC State has that advantage for now. I don't think that anybody should be arguing with me on that one. So thank you all so very much for coming out. I'm going to put together the other position groups tomorrow. Uh, obviously, I'm leaving quarterback out of it because we don't know who's going to be the quarterback, but I'm putting the other position groups up tomorrow or actually later this evening because this is going to be uploaded on Friday morning. So that'll be later this evening. I look forward to seeing you all then, and you know I got to give you my game day predictions. Peace and love, y'all, as always. Go Pack. You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.